calling. We try once more, and yet again completely fail to open the door. Dungeon calling. The demons will dwell with our super silky master who reigns in hell. Dungeon calling. The queen is up in the air, but when we get her down, she has 80s hair. Dungeon calling. Servant bears are sweet, but when they go on strike, you're nothing but meat. Dungeon calling. We define a sextant, but when you go camping, it's the real event. Dungeon calling. We fill the grave with another group of people we tried to save. Dungeon calling. Hello and welcome to Dungeon Calling, a D&D podcast of high fantasy and low humor. This is our Cogni Kids adventure. It's a story about 80s kids finding danger and excitement in their New England hometown. You should know that while the humor in the heroes will be juvenile, the language is almost certain to be adult. So speaking of adults, Josh? Fuck yeah. <laughs> that got adult quick. Uh, I'm Josh and I play Randall, a druid and fan of kangaroos. <laughs> Rachel. Hi, I'm Rachel, and I play Kim Ray, a gnomish monk and petty criminal. Sean. I play Tommy Akers, a barbarian bully who really likes home ec crafts and cooking. <laughs> Tony. Uh, I'm Tony. I play Getty the Wiz Turner, and uh, I hate historic panties, and I've recently figured out that I have weird psychic powers and can hurt things with my mind. <laughs> That's amazing. And I will be your DM and uh, sextant of Cogni, Ken. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. He said tent. (laughs) How is a sextant different from a vicar? Whoa. Ooh, I think the sextant is in charge of burying people in the graveyard. Oh. Oh, I thought the sextant was a navigational tool. (laughs) Also a navigational tool. You're a navigational tool. Fuck off, Josh! (laughs) Josh out. I love navigational tools. New album. <laughs> <laughs> so, who wants to describe last session? Yeah, well, um, I think Rachel, you're feeling sick, right? So, I'm the only one who's drinking a Vermont beer tonight. Oh no, I have a beverage. <laughs> nice. Ooh, what you got? Well, it's medicinal. <laughs> so, oh well, we'll take it. It is a dark and stormy because ginger ale. Oh, excellent. Oh, nice. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got to get a uh, burn the bad humors out. Right. Exactly. It's medicinal. <laughs> What's your Vermont beverage? Yeah, and I'm drinking a Peasant King Ooh. from Burlington Brewing Company. Nice. Oh, I bet it has nice art on the can. All right, I, I would like to hear your recollections of what happened in the last episode, and I'll try to fill in with as many details as I can remember. Well, Highlander was just getting really good when my mom had to go and ruin everything. Seriously. That's correct. You were really into it. You were watching a great, amazing 80s movie that was uh, really affecting a lot of your childhoods. Yeah. So we were at Kim's house, and we were watching Highlander, and we were eating pizza and drinking Orange Crush, and then also eating supplemental chicken nuggets and <laughs> Hot Pockets. That's right. Oh, the Hot Pockets. We had pizza and Hot Pockets. Nice. And then it all went to hell. And it was all in honor of, of Matt's final night with us, too. Like, yeah. That's right. He's getting ready to move. Matt's last night in town. Um, and this was after the uh, attempted heist of said movie. <laughs> Attempted aborted accidental heist. Right. Okay, that went fairly well. <laughs> At senior video. <laughs> For you. I think we can all agree that that went fairly well. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> mm. It did go fairly well. I agree. You're not in jail, yeah. so I guess by that metric, right. it went great. Yeah. <laughs> right. 
And then uh, what happened after, uh, whose mom was it? I fr- Mine, Mrs. Ray. Oh, it was Mrs. Ray. Sorry, Mrs. Ray. <laughs> Shut the show down because of the moral turpitude that was <laughs> on the screen. Mm-hmm. I think it was just side boob or something in that movie. Like, weren't we discussing that it wasn't actually really that much nudity? Yeah. It was a very brief, brief bosoms. Yeah, and little darkly lit for my tastes. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, so we got um, we got shut down real hard, yep. and um, Kim had to go to her room, and we had to very awkwardly leave the house while Getty tried to get the videotape back and failed woefully. Mm-hmm. And then Kim was in her room for about forty five seconds before she hopped out the window. Yep. And we um, tried to figure out our next plan, which was where can we hang out that we haven't already discovered is terrible <laughs> or isn't full of orphans. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, this town kind of sucks. So we went through our list of abandoned places. Check, 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 check. (laughs) We got a lot. uh, And came up with maybe the abandoned mill. That's right. That was uh, Matt's idea. So we said, okay, well, we'll go to Riddle's house and get some flashlights on the way and then go play D&D at the mill. Perfect. And the rest of it's just details, I think. (laughs) Um, I mean, we did miss one important detail that on the way to Randall's house, you guys... uh... I broke a child with my mind. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Mikey Bender, I believe, had fallen or jumped out of his trampoline with no sides and broken a shin. And uh, you guys attempted a halting rescue mm-hmm. and called an adult for extrication. <laughs> yes. We did not carry him bodily in. Tommy did not punch him into blissful unconsciousness. <laughs> no. <laughs> Though it was offered. And Randall did not try to set the bone. So... However, Kim did have the first uh, stirring blushes of womanhood <laughs> as uh, she found out that yeah. this poor crippled young man is her crush. Yeah, She's got a thing for whiny boys. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. That's entirely her thing. The higher pitch, the better, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> She's got a thing for seeing people in pain, okay? <laughs> I think we know where this is going. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> And so the very last thing that you guys did was arrive at the old mill. As you look at it, it has a big old sign on it. It says Cogni Iron and Steel Works. It's a mill with three floors of hulking brick, a giant expanse of building. 
Each floor is over 10 feet tall with floor-to-ceiling windows set in brick arches. It sits right along the Cogni River, and the falls above the mill roar with power as they cascade down, headed by the front of the mill. There are many, many uh, windows that are knocked out and smashed from kids throwing rocks, etc. Most of the windows have plywood or uh, something blocking them on the first floor, but Something tells me that's not going to stop you guys much. I don't know. You might be surprised. (laughs) (laughs) We have to roll for something. (laughs) Is there a bat around here that I got to hit it with? Um, I don't know. Don't you keep one on your bike? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's true. I do. Yeah. So I'll just start using my door opening skills of uh, pummeling to powder. My previous experience in abandoned mills that look like demilitarized zones has taught me that we're also need to be on the lookout for a lot of dead pigeons mm-hmm. and misspelled satanic screeds. Oh my God. <laughs> yes, of course. This sounds right. Yes, there is some um, sort of devilry graffiti around, you can tell, mm-hmm. um, on some of the stonework and underneath the brick that lower level that sort of basement level is rock face stone and it transitions to brick above and there's on the rocks as people have done chaos symbols and anarchy symbols nice and hell santa (laughs) yes right Uh yeah Uh there's a one of the desks in my high school had satin rules on it (laughs) (laughs) favorite do we get in and find like another group of kids playing vampire the masquerade (laughs) Uh, that won't be for another 10 years Thank you very much. Oh. Thank God. <laughs> so we want to find a way in the building. Yeah, how are we going to get in, guys? Yeah, I think it's pretty easy. Tommy, break this thing open. I mean, there's got to be an easy way to get in because kids come in here all the time and kids are idiots. Mm. Oh, it's true. And didn't all that bat bashing like materialize a creepy teacher the last time that we tried it? <laughs> oh, right. The last time we did this, we ended up in a musical. <laughs> true. Right. Who knows what would happen this time? We've got to be a little more subtle. Listen, guys, your actions have consequences, okay? <laughs> How about we start kind of just going along the uh, edge of the building and look for the uh, easiest way to pop in? Yeah, sure. So it's obvious that the uh, main entrance for the mill is sort of a little grander than the rest of the stuff around. It has some pretty large stone steps heading up to some really large and strongly bound oak doors. Those are seem just totally locked. It doesn't seem like there's a way to do anything with those. But there are obviously little places that either if you're willing to climb or are able to pry at some of the boards nailed up over some broken windows, you might be able to do something like that. All right, let's do it. Do a little nail prying. All right. Sounds good. Cool. So uh, what I need is I need three people to roll a d20, add your athletics, and I've got a number in mind, and I want you guys to add your numbers together. So just call them out. I'm going to step out on this one because I'll only hurt the cause. (laughs) I'll do a little bit. I'll use my bat and everything. So that is a 13. Okay. Next. Uh, Can I use acrobatics instead? <laughs> Whoa. Um, no. Acrobatics? I don't, if you can tell me how to do it with acrobatics, then yes. No, I think... Once we have an opening, you could probably acrobatics your way in. Yeah, maybe. Uh... Kim, wait. Let me describe this a little better for you. Yeah. There are some broken windows that seem like you could definitely get through the broken portions if you could only figure out a way for a karate expert to get through some boards... 
All right. Well, I guess my job is obvious here. Yeah. Let's let's do some attacks. I'm gonna look around and see if I can find like a pry bar. And no, no, no. Come uh, on. Oh, come okay. on. <laughs> I'm gonna call a professional, and they're going. To... Don't make me shame you into this. I shall karate chop the board. Yeah. Yeah. Show these guys what's up. Come on. Is that an athletics roll? No. Is it just an attack roll? Just an attack roll. Nice. So these boards are all straight-grained pine, right? That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> Held it just the right angle. <laughs> okay. Oh, my God. What'd you get? I rolled a three. Uh-oh. Oh. <laughs> oh. Not a one. Not a one. Oh. oh, that hurts a lot. That hurts a lot. I'm like, ah! Oh! <laughs> I got a splinter! I got so many splinters! Oh, my God. These are not the same boards oh. we use in class. <laughs> These are different. The worst part of this is that this has happened to a thousand, one thousand, one thousand kids. <laughs> Three hundred thousand kids have done this mm-hmm. after going to karate class. All right, somebody else give me an uh, athletics D point one. Oh, so I want to look around quick for a uh, board or a piece of rebar or anything like that that I might be able to use for prying. We're always looking for rebar. There's all sorts of weird shit around uh, outside. Okay. Um, most of it seems to be fallen dead wood, branches, etc. But sometimes there's pieces of metal or trash or old electronics or things from people who have been hanging out or partying here. So yeah, you can find a piece of metal that might be worth okay. prying with. All right. So that's because I don't have the skills of Kung Fu. I'm going to use <laughs> a piece of metal uh, and try to pry the piece that injured my friend. So uh, pry it off the wall. Okay. So athletics is <laughs> three. Wow. Guys. <laughs> Oh, Shazam. Guys, guys. Uh, this isn't good. I think you guys are, you can figure out that this window. It's too much. D- you got to find another way. <laughs> figure something else out. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try just another random window to see if I get lucky. Magic it or something. Okay. That is a 12. Mm-hmm. So you can feel it move a little bit up and down. It seems like it might not be locked, but it also doesn't seem like it's like real functional sort of. So yeah. How about I just smash through it? Yeah. If you were able to break some fucking glass, you could probably do this one. Yeah. Out comes the bat and steel toe boots right through the window. All right, no rolls needed. Oh, sweet. All right, so there's a lot of glass on the ground, and inside uh, you are treated to the dusty and mildewed, smelly interior of the Cogni Iron and Steelworks. The uh, evening light is sort of coming through the windows that aren't barred here, and you can see that on the floor is generally clear, but totally warped and twisted with small cracks and holes through the floor that seem to go down a long way underneath. There is different kinds of trash and detritus, sort of like a more intense version of what was around the building outside with some machine parts, rusty pieces of metal, bunches of beer cans and paper and leaves and just some dirt and dust. Now the ceilings in here are like 12 feet tall with big giant timbers up on top of you and a large metal pulley system that seems like it used to run along the ceiling in here. And from where you guys broke in, the building continues at least a couple hundred feet in each direction. And you know that there are three floors above you as well. Cool. Nice. So don't worry, if you get cut on the glass, it's very hygienic. We'll be all set. (laughs) We're near the river, so we can just jump in. 
the tetanus will burn out the infection. <laughs> yeah, we enter the castle tetanus, yeah. All right, so do you want to do a little exploring before we set down to gaming? Yeah, we'll find a cozy spot to settle in. Ooh, cozy spots are probably in short supply here. Mm. Let's try and find one that's not by a window, so, like, no one coming by sees our lights. No teachers. Do we want to try, like, going up a level? Like, it'll be a little bit drier? Yeah. I think that seems like a good idea. All right, cool. How do you guys want to find the stairs? Uh. Um, find an exterior wall and follow it until we hit either a ladder or stairs. All right. That sounds good. Great. Um, so that means left or right? Left. Always left. Always left. Here we go. You guys walk along. You can tell that the flooring here generally feels good, but every once in a while you guys get to a spot where you can tell that it is dangerous. So you should definitely take care. If for some reason you guys decide to not take care and, and are going to rush or run, it might be a danger to you. Got it. So taking care. You go uh, about 100 feet or so, and then it seems like the building has the large stone center, like a big giant brick column that seems like it has a set of stairs that go around it that go up to the second floor above. Cool. Uh, I'll head up. Yep. All right. Unless one of us wants to be quiet, because I ain't quiet. <laughs> the stairs are sort of like filigreed wrought metal that are attached to the brick around the outside and are sort of hung by the balusters. It's sort of like a squared version of a spiral staircase on its way up and takes you right up to the next floor. Clank, clank, clank. <laughs> well, you, uh, with the steel toes, maybe, yeah. As you get to the next floor, it does seem a little bit drier up here. This floor seems like it has more equipment, so there's sort of more random industrial sort of things on over here, but there's a probably a spot that you guys could move some stuff around and make a clear spot if you wanted. And certainly the view up here, you're catching the last little rays of light before dusk. That sounds good. Yeah, yeah. Nice. I think we should stay here and not try to go up any higher. I feel like more of these stairs is a recipe for disaster. All right. Yeah, no, this is good. Mm-hmm. And we can hear anyone if, if someone does try and creep up on us. Yeah. Oh, this is great, guys. Okay, so everybody get your dice out and get your character sheets out and let's start. Now, does anybody remember where we left off? We were on a lizard. <laughs> yeah, we have this, uh, thanks to Tony, we have this dragon after us now. Again. <laughs> I feel like there's a theme going. I don't know what you're talking about. I've got a very active imagination. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the back of a li- giant lizard that's a city, and the farmer's father was right in the process of betraying us, I believe, or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> or thinking about it, at least. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
All right. I didn't get a chance to go back and listen to that episode. Does anybody remember the name of this town? It had a weird name. Thunderton. Thunderton. Thank you. <laughs> I have Thunderton and the Great Chert written down here. Nice. Right, right, right. Oh, yep. yes. So you guys were in Thunderton and it had been rocked by a series of tremendous chert-shaking crashes that happened. <laughs> you ran outside and what did you see but a large dragon with someone riding it flying above and the dragon seems to be carrying gigantic small house-sized stones and dropping them on the village Whoa. and there is yelling and screaming from people everywhere and uh, just a giant hubbub going on. Wow. I had Deln and Zert. Is, are those the names of the kid and his father? Yep. Zert is the uh, father. Zert, what is this? Are you guys at war with someone? What's happening? It's a dragon, you fool! I can see that, but is this like, are you guys at war or is this something totally new? <laughs> no, Thunderton moves around and so it's hard to find. We don't cause anyone trouble. There's no reason for them to come and fight us. I got it. Okay, guys, what do we do? All right. Is it within crossbow range? It's pretty far off right now, but seems like if it was going to drop a rock, then it would probably get within crossbow range. All right. I'd like to load and hold and get ready to drop it with one arrow because that's how it works. Awesome. <laughs> okay, cool. So uh, the dragon seems to be swooping around. You see it grabbing a rock from a faraway hilltop and then with great exertion, flapping its wings and pulling this big giant rock into the air and starting to drag it up over the town. Oh, man. Uh -oh. Are we within... What range do you think we're at from him at this point? Um, Rock dropping range? We'll say 300 yards. Nuts. <laughs> but it's on its way coming, so you tell me when you would like to do something, because it's going to get much, much closer. The moment I don't have to take a penalty for being able to hit him. Ooh, okay. Mid-range, whatever that is. All right, so it flies up, and before you're able to shoot it, with its speed, tosses this rock forward. It flies and smashes with a tremendous thundering crash into a couple of buildings, knocking half of one over and crunching into the side of another one, followed by screams and people yelling and fleeing. Now the dragon is close enough for you guys to sort of see the dark figure on top who is going to come in and yell something down to the assembled crowds. Um, now it's within range for no penalty for a crossbow shot. Fire, totally fire. All right. That would be an 18. Ooh. Ooh, nice. 18 and at who? Uh, brr, I was totally the dragon until you said dark figure. Dark figure. Ooh, the dark figure. Okay. Yeah. You uh, aim up and launch, trying to match the speed and emotion of this dragon, and the arrow sails up in through the air and comes down just at the right angle. The dark rider seems to dodge, but you can tell was very surprised and used some exertion to miss that bolt. Woohoo! Time for some dragon jacking. <laughs> Wait, what? Oh my god. <laughs> um, look, we need merchandisable t-shirts. <laughs> and that is not one of them. Well, you get a big spotlight and a bunch of dragons staring at it as we shooting at them with crossbows. Uh, I don't think that's how people will take that. <laughs> I think that if you find the right population, you're going to sell the hell out of that t-shirt. Yeah, somebody's going to be very into this. Yeah, that's true. You're going to do really well. Uh, Alright, does anybody else want to do something? Are we within roughly 90 feet of him? Yes. Oh, all right. I'm going to try and chromatic orb the rider. Whoa. Um, I think you mean a chromatic orb because chromatic orb would be awesome, but... <laughs> 
<laughs> That's a Dunkin' and Donuts, isn't it? <laughs> mm. I meant to say. I heard chromatic orb. Oh, man, I thought I said chromatic orb, but I guess chromatic orb goes along with dragon jacking. So let's just <laughs> ride this all the way into the gutter. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I'm gonna choose to do ice damage on him, and we'll see if we hit. It's a plus five, so it's a total of 12. All right, total of 12. Not fantastic. It shoots up there, and the dragon is able to wheel away, avoiding the shot. It's very difficult because its wings are beating, and it's bobbing up and down. Got it. All right, anybody else? Um, I mean, he's still a fair distance away. He's not within 30 feet of us, give or take. No. Uh, I'm going to shout at the guy. <laughs> oh, what are you going to shout? Um, Something hurtful. Hey, guy on the dragon, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> People of Thunderton. You're just going to go into your monologue even though I asked you a question? <laughs> <laughs> trying to squish you. <laughs> yes. Uh, God damn you for calling me out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> People of Thunderton, you have trespassers on your turtle. Oh shit, he's talking about us. He could be talking about anyone. I think it's a lizard, isn't it? These trudges are due in court back at the Queen's Gate. Turn them over to me and you will be spared. Protect them or hide them and your city will perish. And it flies up and starts to fly away to go grab another rock. I told you we should have paid those parking tickets. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? It's like a dragon, man. Like, that's the real deal. It's like a dragon, man. (laughs) (laughs) I almost had it last time. I think I can get it this time. All right. Are there any tall buildings? Like, really tall buildings? Towers? Anything like that? uh... Um, There are a couple of three-story buildings, um, but they really do, um, because the thing moves so much. They're bendy. They are pretty tall, yeah. Gotcha. And Zert's aviary was one of those real tall buildings. What's this turtle's name? Chert. The Great Chert. Is Chert itself responding to this attack in any way? You haven't noticed it. It seems like Great Chert is still making slow and steady progress across the land. And certainly it must have felt. I mean, those rocks hitting did so much damage to the building. There's no way that the the Great Chert didn't know something was happening. But it doesn't seem to have taken any kind of effect. I want to give Chert some support. Kneel down and put my hands on Chert's back and whisper kind words to it. Aww. Okay. Does this do anything? It's hard to tell where the Chert's back actually is because it's... Paved? Yeah, there's like cobblestones and grass and Mm. trees and bushes and things on here, so... Should we go look for the head? Can we talk to Chert? Yeah, you guys were way back at the tail before. Yeah, we're way at the other end. But you definitely could go to the head, for sure. All right, I think that those people who have ranged attacks should continue attacking, and those of us who don't should go try to talk to Chert. All right. One quick question. Sorry. Uh, because of the ridge line, we're pretty high up at this point. That's correct. There is no reasonable way to get off of Chert without leaping quite a ways. If you had a rope, maybe you could have someone. There's no buildings super close to the edge except for the bridge. And uh, you could get a rope and get most of the way down. Okay. You know, 50-foot rope would get you, like, within 10 feet of the ground. Gotcha. Okay. What do you guys think about trying to trick him down more in range so we can all get a shot in? 
Like if one of us goes out and tries to trick him into thinking that we're giving ourselves up, in theory, he's going to land. And then that gives us like one little brief window to try and all of us do something. Ooh. It's super risky. Hmm. Is the populace making any note of what he's asking for yet? Uh, make a perception roll. Okay. Eight. An eight. <laughs> um, it seems to be just mass chaos right now. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. You know, time is short if we want them to stop damaging people. Perhaps we should try to do the quicker thing yeah. right here and lure him down and see if we can get him. But that is a dragon. Yeah, that's super a dragon. <laughs> if you need to fuel up before the big game, there's no better place in Cogni than Dunkin' Donuts. Our locally owned franchise has everything you need, so score a hole in one with our glazed donuts. Spike that touchdown with a hot cup of joe. And I know you'll be shouting goal when you get a taste of this bear claw, right, Munchkin? Yeah, Dad. Three cheers for Dunk and Donuts. Jeez. You guys uh, start running, I guess, not for the head, but for the tail where the big sheep pastures were, because that's a place where it's clear and open. Mm. As you start to pound your feet and feel your blood rising, one thing that you notice is that there is a figure ahead of you who seems to be running not away from you. Doesn't seem like they've noticed that you're running, but they are going in roughly the same direction as you guys are. And it's a little odd because everyone else is rushing around the cities trying to like help people caught in rubble or save family members or stuff around the damage to the buildings. And this figure though seems familiar. And as you guys gain a little ground, you can see that it is Zert, the father who is running ahead of you guys. And he is waving a really large red piece of cloth. He's waving it back and forth, and he seems to be yelling now, trying to get the attention of the dragon. So he sort of stops in the middle of the sheep field, and he catches on, sees that you guys have followed him out there. Uh, His eyes widen in surprise, and he takes off running again. But you guys made up a lot of ground before you caught up to him. So, Sean, how do you catch Zert? Um, As we are catching up to him and running at full speed, we grab the other end of the red cloth and wrap it up (laughs) over his head and over his shoulder and flip him over with it. Whoa! Okay, cool. And so he's on the ground, uh, his eyes wide, breathing heavy. And let's see... Josh, as he is twisted around and flopped down on the ground, something has fallen out of his robes. Uh, what is it? It's an amulet. It's a kind of chintzy-looking amulet, but mm-hmm. clearly he was holding on to it for some important, significant reason. Mm-hmm. So I think one of us is probably going to grab it. Whoever's the most larcenous among us. <laughs> <laughs> Kim, who's the most larcenous among you? Pro- that would probably be me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kim grabs the amulet. All right. Great. You can see that the um, dragon now has had time to turn around, grab a rock, turn around, and on its way back. And then it seems like it had noticed the flag waving and dropped the rock. But once you guys tackled Cert, the dragon seems like it is much more intent and is flying directly at you guys. No rock. It seems like it's not interested in attacking the town anymore. It definitely seems like it's interested in this uh, schoolyard fight here in the sheep pasture. How does that dragon know who we are? Zert, did you summon this thing? No, you summoned it. 
with your poor behavior and bad decisions. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> Listen, sir, I don't think you know the queen the way we know the queen, but you're back in the wrong team, yeah. man. Mm-hmm. She's bad news. I don't know the queen. All I know is that you have brought this destruction to my home. You're the one who told us that people come here to try and hide and disappear from the rest of the... That's what we were trying to do. Yes, and then you bring them here? We didn't bring him here. But here he is. Okay, well, so what do we do? What were you going to do? Why were you racing out to meet it? He just smiles, and you can see he has a gold tooth in one of his canines, and he looks up, and the dragon is very close now and seems to be coming in to land directly in front of you guys. Uh, This guy's calling us trouble? Well, he's literally waving a red flag. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to point that out. Fair enough. That's really good. Hey, Tommy, I feel like that gold tooth is a special signal to you. All I know about dragons is they love gold. So if you were to remove that tooth from his mouth and then maybe throw it somewhere. (laughs) Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) There's a good chance it might distract the dragon just long enough for us to do like an attack. Time for some mouth punching. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Before we get there. um, Tommy's dentistry. (laughs) It all catches you by surprise how quickly this dragon has closed the distance. It's almost like it had tucked and then spread its wings wide at the last moment to slow just before setting down right in front of you guys. Kim, you are the first one to notice that it's there. What do you do that makes the dragon back up slightly? Oh boy. Um. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. You got this, Kim. Well, I was about to light a torch, but then I remembered that dragons probably aren't afraid of fire. I mean, true. I think I will just go with, oh, I can do a minor illusion cantrip. Whoa, what? Oh, love that. Yeah, apparently I have the one thing that I can do. Awesome. How big can a minor illusion be, Josh? Uh, it's like five foot cube maybe yeah that sounds good all right yeah i'm gonna try to make a five foot cube that looks like the head of a mama dragon that's roaring at it whoa (laughs) (laughs) amazing all right mister what do you think you're doing you call this a room this is a pigsty i want you to straighten up this area now straight tuck in that shirt adjust that belt buckle tie those shoes twisted sister what is that wipe that smile off your face do you understand what is that a twisted sister pin on your uniform what kind of a man are you You're worthless and weak. You do nothing. You are nothing. You sit in here all day and play that sick, repulsive, electric twanger. I carried an M16 in you. You carry that, that, that guitar. Who are you? Where do you come from? Are you listening to me? What do you want to do with your life? I want to rock. Oh! 
Okay, so you plant your feet and concentrate and summon some magical energies to bring forth what looks to be this dragon's slightly older mother. (laughs) It roars directly in its face, and the dragon was not prepared for that. (laughs) The dragon is just surprised, and that's enough to get the dragon to backpedal just a little bit as it is coming into the landing. It puts it off kilter, and the rider is now sliding around on top. Josh, what do you do that to help pull this rider down off the top of the dragon? I'm going to cast Thorn Whip. Wow! <laughs> of course you are. Let's have it. Let's have it. <laughs> Kim, that hurt. <laughs> 17. Whoa, nice. Oh, yeah, totally. So you create this long tendril of vines from your hand and whip it around. And as it twists around and wraps the arm of this dark rider, thorns dig in and you pull. And this rider, they come crashing down with a huge thud off the side of the dragon. The dragon is backpedaling. Everything is chaos here. Um, Zert seems to be running away on his hands and knees trying to get out of what's happening here. Sean, you're up. What do you want to do? Uh, Feather him. I'm sorry, say that again? Feather him with my cross. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, You're going to feather Zert or the rider or? Uh, The rider. The rider, okay. The Zert's tempting. And if I have any uh, free action, I'm going to kick Zert so he can fall over. (laughs) Okay. Oh, natural 20. So that's a 24. Whoa, awesome. All right, do that damage. What you got? Okay. Am I rolling twice for criticals? Yes, of course. Nice. Okay, so um, 13 points of damage. Oh, man. Damn. That's pretty decent. That is real good. Okay, so this arrow lashes out and finds a chink in the armor, and now there's a bolt between their arm and their chest, and the Dark Rider cries out in pain. All right, Tony, what can you do to make the dragon take off and leave the rider here? So I'm going to also use a minor illusion, and I'm going to replicate the dragon rider's voice as if he like bellowed at the dragon and he's gonna scream, return to your den and never speak of my shame again. Go, leave now. (laughs) (laughs) And the dragon's been trained to hear that very phrase. Oh my God, Um, amazing. So you stop still for just half of a second and then bring your fist up to your mouth and whisper something into your hand. And then with a flourish, you spread your fingers and the voice comes out and the dragon looks around and a little, wild and off put and then <laughs> flaps and takes off and flies away and the dragon rider just yells no no <laughs> hanging from the stirrup upside down <laughs> um, no he's there on the back of Chert with you guys here so uh, he stands up he definitely is hurt it seems like he's going to advance on Rachel who is the closest right there all right, Rachel. All right. Ooh, does a 18 hit you? Oh my God. Uh, yeah, it does. All right. Take four damage. Doesn't even pull out a sword. Just punch right oh to you. Oh my God. <laughs> That's significant. All right. For the likes of me. So, all right, Sean, you just saw Kim get punched and this guy is looking like he's just getting started here. Okay. It's time to go to the club. <laughs> we all go to the club. New York's hottest club. <laughs> go clubbing. So that would be an 18. All right. That's a definite hit. Hooray. Uh, four points. Oh, man. Okay. Mm. Man, you're putting dents in him. He seems a little off-put that you guys are so effective at combating him here. He says, surrender to me now, and I will let you live. <laughs> what part of mullet don't you understand? <laughs> <laughs> 
The let part. (laughs) (laughs) It's all about the mole. (laughs) So the party part is eluding you. (laughs) Josh, what do you do to get this guy's attention long enough to let Sean give him another swing? All right. I'm going to try to run up behind him and uh, thorn whip him again so I can yoink him off his feet for a second. Ooh, awesome. All right. Let's see what you got. Uh, Yeah, let's see. 19. Oh my god, guys, this is amazing. So this time with a whip in each hand, you cast it again and both whip around his legs and then you just pull as hard as you can. And as he was about to step forward, he's totally off balance and comes crashing down. Uh, How much damage is that? That would be six points of damage. Oh, yeah. When a problem comes along. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Tony, as he crashes down, you notice something about his armor. There is writing on it that seems to be arcane that you can make out some of the runes. What they are are uh, runes of some sort of spell that is entrapped inside of his armor. Uh, What is that spell? Oh, interesting. Um, I almost have it. It's on the tip of my tongue. It doesn't have to be a standard D&D spell. You can sort of just tell me what the nature of the magic is. Got it. It's a binding spell that helps him ride the mount of his choice. Mm -hmm. So I think it was there to help keep him on his dragon. Awesome. Or whatever it is that he chooses to uh, hop on top of. Ride anything, including goats and sheep. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's amazing. Oh, that's super cool. Nice. All right. And then would you like to do something here on your action? Yeah. Or with that information? I'm going to try and cast sleep on him (laughs) and see if we can knock him out. Okay, let's see what you got. Alright, so I don't think there's a roll to hit. I just roll damage and it's if I get... Is it 5d8 or is it more? Yeah, 5d8. Okay. Oh, finally, all those dice come to use. (laughs) (laughs) It's worth it. 24. So he uh, crashes down (laughs) with uh, two thorn whips behind him and what does it look like when you cast sleep? (laughs) Instead of like planting both feet, I kind of hop up in the air. And while I'm in the air, it's almost like I hover for just like a split second. Like gravity kind of doesn't work for a second. And I speak something that is incomprehensible to anyone but myself. It's a language that no one's heard. Mm -hmm. And then I go, shh, as I kind of float back down to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. And just the sound of shh is like so focused directly right at him. And once he hits that ground so hard, he doesn't move. Whatever you did is totally incapacitated him. All right. You guys are stunned at your victory. (laughs) You can't believe that this has happened. This guy seemed like he was going to teach you some new eldritch religion. (laughs) And you guys have laid him low. But Uncle Zert has made his way far enough away that you won't be able to catch him without a significant chase. So you're here with this rider. Who wants to take the helmet off? Well, someone told me there's a gold tooth, so I'll just yank it right off. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You uh, yank the helmet off, and underneath, it's the queen again. (gasps) It's always the queen. She's bloody and bashed from your maltreatment here and good aim. She seems to be slumbering with some heavy breathing and some slight snoring. The armor seems like it is not only strong and really well crafted and magical, but possibly a little large for her and that maybe she's padded in a way to make herself look a little bit bigger and wear this new set of armor. Padded breastplate. We've all done it. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, codpiece. I pad. Especially in middle school. I'm a one pair of socks kind of guy. (laughs) (laughs) 
I've got my eyes on Kim to see if she's like, her heart's a flutter at all. <laughs> Kim, does this change anything for you? I feel like this is so personal now. I need to, well, now she's asleep though, so I can't really have that confrontation that we need to have right now. I mean, you could tell her how you really feel right now in a safe place while she won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Randall style? <laughs> oh no, I wouldn't be this close to a person when I told them how I felt. <laughs> Should we tie her up? Yes. Well, first, let's crack her out of that armor, because I feel like that's the majority of the power she's got going on right now. Mm. And so when she wakes up, she might be a little less able to kick our asses. <laughs> so you guys are able to take that armor off without waking her up and then bind her in a way that she seems like she won't be a threat to you guys as she wakes up in about 20 minutes or so. She looks stunned and surprised that you're all there and her helmet is gone and her armor is gone and she's, what have you done? Untie me. Let me go. I mean, probably not. Yeah, (laughs) that's not going to happen, Queen. But you're my subjects. You've stolen from me and raced away. Hand me what is mine. And you've attacked us and attacked this town full of innocent people. We're not letting you go. Innocent people. These people are outlaws who hide from the law. Bah. They seem fine. I mean, they're not really hiding. They're on a, like, 300-foot-tall lizard. (laughs) I don't know if that counts. They're hard to miss. Do any of us remember? It's been so long. I don't remember what we actually stole from her. Um, Anyone? Kim's heart? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember either. I don't know if it was ever established. I mean... I think we were just running. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. kind of what was happening. Well, it can be whatever you want. Whoever comes up with the first thing. It's got to be bear-related. Oh, (laughs) my God. (laughs) Oh, I forgot. Because of all the bears. <laughs> in that town. Oh, all right. So, could it maybe it's Is it a honey pot? An actual pot of honey? <laughs> I think that maybe in sort of D&D lore, like there were a clan of bear that she enslaved to be basically her guards and her henchmen and her heavies. Mm -hmm. But bears in this realm actually are intelligent creatures that have like their own sort of families and societies. And she made sort of a slave race out of them. And that wasn't cool. And we knew that from one of the bears that we had befriended ages ago. And then when we came across this scene, we realized what she had done and that aggression could not stand. (laughs) So uh, we stole the magical device that she was using basically to subjugate them. That's it. We rescued the bears. And the knowledge was that once we were out of town with it for like a handful of hours, the bears would sort of snap out of their spell. And now back at the kingdom, it's just a free-for-all of bears. <laughs> oh, no! Oh, no! Guardsmen. no! <laughs> that sounds exactly like how things would happen after we leave. Yes, of course it is. Yes. yes. 100%. We saved the town. Cut to town. <laughs> Blood splattering up against the side of shacks. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm in love with this. All right. The only thing I can't think of is what magical item that is bear related or bear pun name. <laughs> that would cause her to have control. Certainly, I know that all of the bears, that once they were put under her control, she called them her barren stain bears. Uh, But I don't know what it is that you guys have on hand that was hers. The honeypot trap? Yeah, Yeah. I think it was. It's a honeypot. The honeypot trap. All right. Once offered to a bear, the bear cannot resist and must put its paw in. And once it's touched and withdrawn its paw and licked the honey, it is forever under her control. And the releasing spell is, oh, bother. Oh, God. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. So good. 
so good. And thus we've rescued the bears. <laughs> and ruined the city. And ruined the city. Only the really bad guards. Like the bears would remember who were the dick guards that, you know, really had it coming. Right. Do you know bears? <laughs> <laughs> I'm familiar with them. Bears have the worst memory. We all look the same to them. Oh. That's offensive. Uh. Well, there goes that town. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. Winnie the Pooh. Tubby little cubby all stuffed with fluff He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy nilly silly old bear Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Grizzly little grizzly all flooded with blood He's Winnie the Pooh, Winnie the Pooh Willy-nilly kill the old bear. The queen says, give me my honeypot trap and let me go. Or else as soon as this great turtle finds its way to any civilization, I will have troops here. I will have mercenaries here. I will have bounty hunters here to collect your heads. Never queen. And I think it's a lizard, not a turtle. I'm not sure though. Oh, you are correct. It was hard to tell from above. (laughs) (laughs) Look inside yourself. I know there's a kind woman in there. And I know you don't want those bears to live in subjugation forever. Let them have their freedom. My Berenstain bears serve me because they love me. (laughs) I will never let them go. If they love you, then why do you need the honeypot trap? Exactly. If they love you, then you will just be able to go back and everything will be fine. I don't know if you've ever been in love before. That isn't how it works. (laughs) (laughs) I think I know how it works, Queen. Sometimes you have to love something enough to let it go. Oh, snap. Gasp. Yeah, this ended up being a very special episode. All right, as you say that, Randall, uh, the temple amulet throbs and pings with energy. What's it responding to? There's storm clouds that are coming in from the north, and they seem to pulse in unison. Great weather. Whoa, oh, cool. And a big, giant weather front seems like it's on the move, headed your way. It looks like a wall of rain and lightning. We better get inside. Maybe you better get inside. Maybe that's a good place for us to end the evening. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Goats in the public pool, unisex mall. The weekly dump duel overpasses will fall. The fountain's on fire, but I have no fear. Cause Cogney is drowning and I live by the river. Start doing what the school forbids. Dungeon calling. It makes you sick. Yeah, we took our helmet off and she has like big blonde permed hair. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think she's she had red a... hair from before, but it's definitely okay. uh, uh, yeah, flouncy and, and yeah. big for sure. Tease the hell out of Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, blow dry. Who knows who invented a blow dryer? In, in <laughs> it's magic. That's right. The bears do it. <laughs> yeah, the bears do it. Poor bears. They light a torch and then they blow on their Oh my God. <laughs> oh my God. They have a bear based economy. It's crazy. <laughs> it's like the oh. Flintstones, only bears do everything.
Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Not anymore, sister. You think your job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that cut back to the to the her nation is like my favorite thing ever. <laughs> I'm gonna think about that all night of the bears just being like Arr! <laughs> Everybody's getting devoured. Eight zero zero eight one three five. Eight zero zero eight 